when we all got together, like, what do we want our cause to be? And food insecurity was what we settled on. Food insecurity to us is the best way, especially focusing on kids, to pull them out of the poverty mindset, let them focus on their schoolwork, and pull them out of out of that kind of atmosphere of I need somebody else to help get me what I need to I'm going to provide for myself. If we can get them to focus on their schoolwork, then we truly can give them the opportunity to be whoever they want to be. So that's why food insecurity was our, our main focus. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? right. Ride with me. Welcome everybody. It is episode 15 at hot of hot take from the kitchen. We are back in the kitchen, and our guest tonight is Robert Berger from uh, Farm Bureau Insurance. So welcome. Thank you. Happy to have you on. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram to search hot take from the kitchen. And our email address is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. That is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And no new emails this week. And I don't think Steve posted anything on Instagram. I didn't. <coughs> I apologize. Oh, nothing wrong with that. You're I think busy the, man. Uh, so. Well, that's part of it. But I think the other part of it is... is I've come here with an agenda loosely today. I, I'm really excited to talk to you, Bobby. Cool. And so um, there's some things I want to talk to you, and I'm scared it's going to run long. <laughs> like that's I'm excited I'm, to be here. I'm, I'm worried yeah, that the pot's <laughs> well, That's why we started early. Yeah, so. and then I, so I just, um, I think we're going to have a conversation with the three of us, and I think, it, um, yeah, so we'll just We'll just keep going, and then we'll get there. So, All right. We'll start off with topic number one, which, again, is the NBA Finals. And game five is tonight in about an hour or so. Do you watch basketball, Bobby? Not a whole bunch. Okay, that's fair. All right. Do they take it tonight? I think they do, yes. The Nuggets will win. A lot of people are saying it's going to be Nuggets in six, so they say they're going to lose tonight. Uh, I don't see them losing tonight. No, no, they're They'll win at home. I, I called Rick today, and I logged into Twitter the first thing this morning, and the first thing that comes up that was trending at 10 o'clock this morning, Heat and 7, was the oh, hashtag whatever. trending. It was it's just kind of funny. Because Tyler Hero's making a comeback tonight? I, no, I, it had nothing to do with Tyler Hero. It was just everything with the way the NBA likes to stage and rig things. Oh. and Conspir- Conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah. It, it has nothing to do with either of the teams. It has everything to do with... All right, we'll see. And you're like, okay, I, I believe that more than David I would. Stern is no longer around. Yeah, so. so. Yeah, I think the Nuggets take it tonight, and Jokic gets his first ring. So. Man, I, we'll recap him once they win. Right. They are going to win, but wow. I mean, be able to watch him a little bit more, and um, wow, that's all I got to yeah. say. He's, Unbelievable. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Believe it or not, he is really fun to watch. I mean, you have to like basketball. And there's some things about him that are definitely not sexy at all. He's got an old man game. Yeah. And, I mean, he is literally the the opposite of John Morant. Oh, yeah. You know, and so much of what the NBA wants to do is market someone like John Morant. 
not very smart, as we you know we've we've mm. talked about that before. But mm. it is exciting when a guy jumps from a free throw line and yokes all over someone. And oh yeah, that's that, what people want to see. Yeah, but. but man, beautiful basketball. Yes, and I don't like Jamal Murray, but how can you not not like him? Mm. He's Canadian, so <laughs> and he went to Kentucky. There's two straight. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean so. and those are the two reasons why I haven't <laughs> liked him. But man. It's been, you know, to, for someone to be that injured over and over again. Well, oh, he had one bad, yeah, injury. one bad injury that lasted two years essentially, right. and for him to come back and thrive, I, I, I like that. That makes. Yeah. I mean, he showed signs before he blew his ACL out of what he could do, and he's finally back to one hundred percent. So, it takes two years. It does. That's why, like, I think a lot of people were picking the Rams. And I, 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 Cooper Cup isn't going to play this year, but it's two years. Yeah, we we know that to be a hundred percent. So yeah, yeah. And it goes with Clay Thompson. You know, he's finally getting back to a hundred percent. Yeah, and he blew out his ACL and his Achilles. And, and I mean, and for somebody who's blown out their Achilles, it takes a while to get back. In the words of Roy Kent, it's none of my effing business, but it would be really nice to know kind of what happened with Andrew Wiggins. Obviously, that was a really big deal for them. Oh yeah, you know, and you, you know, we know, we know that. And it's none, again, and it's none of my effing business. But if Wiggins would have been one hundred percent, that'd be a lot different over the team. Oh yeah, yeah. Just plain and simple. Yeah, so. it's, yeah. shit happens. Yeah. So. All right. And topic number two was the Jeff Wallace outing this past Saturday. We both volunteered and kind of want to recap it. Yeah. yeah. Really, a lot of uncomfort for me. It was just not something that. Um, well, let me put it this way: I'm going to make sure I register next year in golf. You and I, and we're not going to do that. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was funny. Yeah, it was fun, and it was something as we could talk about down the road here, maybe if it comes up. But we definitely got in my comfort zone. I mean, I, you know, I think 20 years ago I would have been amazing at it. <laughs> I'm just not that person anymore. You're too nice now. I, well, I am. And like, there's a lot of things that have happened to me. And I've really, empathy is like a big thing with me now. I really just am not that person. And I mean, and Dylan's like, we need to get you drinking here. And maybe blah, blah, and I just, for every person that was there, that I would have felt comfortable heckling and maybe making that funny joke that everybody wanted. There was one person that got upset. I mean, there was people there that, that didn't like it and we were getting upset. And I don't like upsetting people. Yeah. That is not in my right. makeup. And like, also for someone, and, and admittedly, that's kind of on them because that's what this heckle hole was. Yes. I guess we should look, but people know we work the heckle hole. Yeah, we work the heckle I work the heckle hole. And how it worked is you could pay me to heckle the team behind you. So then they were paying me up. I would make fun of you mm-hmm. or do things. And there was one gentleman in particular, you could tell he was not happy about this. And, you know, oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and I felt bad because like his um, first opinion impression of me was this, because I didn't know what this person was. So, I mean, I'm sure he is probably from the community and he probably knew that I sell cars at Clefane So that's fine. But like our first, was that and I was like kind of like this is uncomfortable it wasn't for me. a good first impression no at not at all that being said it's kind of funny yeah. was we it were laughing the, was yeah. it in the spirit of the tournament though 100 percent. yeah and you know that we talk about that all the time yep um 
if you're going to that golf outing expecting it to golf, you're at the wrong golf outing. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's everything but golfing. So yeah. we raised almost 500 bucks yeah. on that hole. I don't think the guy's problem was with you. No. It was with the song that was being right. played. I mean, we right. had Baby Shark on loop. Well, hey. Yes. Which <laughs> is what the, the heckle was. Like I wanted, The guy puts a really good amount of money down to heckle that. And um, yeah. So. And it forced the guy to take his hearing aids out. Yeah. It was <laughs> okay. amazing. Yes. Um, but yeah, so next year we'll just golf and stick to it, what right, we normally do. That's fine. Yeah. Maybe I'll still take pictures while we're all golfing. That's fine too. I've so. never gotten so much activity on a post. And well, there you go. So. All right. And topic number three is the PGA Live Tour coming together. Have you followed this at all? I have. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> what a sh- crock of shit. Yes. Was mostly because the PGA couldn't pay for the legal fees of what was going to go on. So I guess it's kind of hard to challenge the Saudis and their billions of dollars. But it's still wrong. It is. On so many different levels. And like, I mean, Kudos to all of the golfers, even down to ranking 156, who said, I'm not going to take the benefits and the and the the monthly stipend my 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 monthly pay because i stand for something better than this and then to be outed by the pga itself like yeah kudos to to those guys at the bottom who turned it down i like tiger woods and all them they're they're 800 million and all that stuff I, I'm still glad that they they stood against it, but kudos, like big kudos, to those guys at the bottom that are working their day to day jobs and they want a, a monthly pay and benefits from. I just want to play in the PGA, that turned it down. That could have took the position. Kudos to them. Yeah, and what a crock of crap. Yeah, I just I've never seen anything like this in my entire life where. The whole reason they a lot a lot of those players left the PGA because the PGA is a bunch of greedy bleeps. Oh yeah, they knew that they were they were not getting in the lion's share of, of the pot for the lack of a better term. So they went and did their own thing, and then they are like, "Oh, we're gonna go get paid." And then they, I just, man, what a just. <laughs> yep. I mean, they make the NCAA look good. Oh yeah. yeah, that's really what I came down to. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens with it, like in the future, like viewership-wise, all that. I'm I'm really curious to see how things go. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I don't know. It's, so there's still two separate leagues, but they're working together, owned by one. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. So if the two f- separate leagues owned by one. Yes. So if the live tour folds and the live tour guys try to come back, they'll face a penalty from the PGA. This is so dumb. It is. <laughs> and the only thing that really, it's the thing that just so messed up is the PGA had no problem. It's like they had a whole bunch of problem with them making money, but it's like, oh, minute we get money, okay, it's okay now. Yeah. I just can't believe that. I mean, I can. I, I mean, I honestly, I just, I don't know. <laughs> it's 
it's the the shocking part is were they hurting that bad for money that they had to make a deal like this yeah or like you'd think they're they were doing okay so was it just greed that they just wanted that much more well i think what it was is i think they could have absorbed the legal costs but between the escalated purses that they had to match now to match keep up with live yeah and then, of course, the millions upon millions of dollars those legal fees would have been. Yeah. Well, I saw something on the ESPN bottom line where Liv has a $620 billion just yeah. Yeah, backing them. So yeah. They just, well, they have, yeah, they have the money. Wasn't gonna be, yeah, they yeah. just keep throwing money at the legal fees and yeah. just wait for dollars. the PGA to go yeah. broke. Well, and I don't think they would have gone broke, but it's just money out of the boards or owners or whoever, somebody's pocket. You know, they're they're smart enough to know that I could lose money or I could gain this $600 billion or whatever they got. Yeah. so annoying. It is. <laughs> I just want Tiger to take over this whole thing now. Well, he's got his own league coming up. That's what I mean. Like, literally, just, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going to do my own thing now. And what is this other third league that they're... I don't know. <laughs> well, the problem is you've opened Pandora's box. They're saying like this is just like for everything now. Tennis, especially, where the athlete's kind of a private contractor. There's nothing staying and saying, like, you know, if somebody wanted to create their own tennis thing, you know, type of thing, which who are they signing the great players? It's just, it's, it's wild. It is. <laughs> it's going to be a mess. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we could talk. We're on the same page here. So I yeah. didn't think anybody would have a problem with it, but. No. It's- yeah, we can move on. Yeah. I was trying to think if there was one other thing that I wanted to talk about today, and I can't remember it, so. No. Well, like a current event, but I don't really remember, so. Lionel Messi is coming to MLS. It's kind of a big thing. That was going to happen eventually. Oh, yeah, but he's still kind of young to be doing it. I want somebody in their utter prime to come to MLS. Oh, yeah, that would be nice, but yeah. I don't. they don't have the money that to compete with the Europe, European yeah, leagues. Agreed. And that's probably our country's fault for not supporting soccer more. Oh, we yeah. just, we yeah. supported it more than the contracts would be there. But Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, he would have gone back to Barcelona if Barcelona wasn't a mess. So <laughs> That's true. So. Um, yeah, so I don't have anything else. I don't I'm either. just ready to talk to Bobby. All right. It's amazing to talk about the, the millions and billions of dollars that are being thrown around and things like sports and what we're trying to do making an impact in our community or the state of Michigan and you know what's crazy what I was thinking about and I forgot what sport it was we were talking about oh we were talking about Taylor Swift this last weekend yeah and she comes to town and hotel prices are 500 yeah. $500 a night, yeah. normally 200 they double restaurant reservations. And so you realize the financial impact a team, yep. a sports franchise, an athlete can have on a, on a community, a city. Um, we all, are you a Tigers fan? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you remember when Pudge signed with the Tigers and what a big yeah. moment that was for the Tigers at, at that point in time. It led to so much of what happened, of course, and I always stink, but um, <laughs> in that moment, that was a really big deal. Yeah. And you could, you know, and then you look at what that 
created and continues to do. And yeah, um, I remember taking my wife to our like she wanted to go see Taylor Swift. Must have been I I would wager two thousand twelve ish, and there was nowhere to park. We parked on the side of I believe seventy five, like in an off ramp shoot and pouring rain and literally ran jumped girders to get to the taylor swift concert at i believe it must have been ford field and we were there two hours early oh yeah soaking wet yeah. like it was torrential downpour and people were actually stopping for us as we were trying to cross the road going what's going on what's going on and literally embarrassingly saying Oh, it's a Taylor Swift concert. Yeah. But it's only gotten worse. Like they're thinking Godzilla's attacking. The one thing I <laughs> thought of is, like, you parked under an underpass, and those of you who know Detroit, you get flash flooding sometimes. Oh, man. In yep. those spots, like those little lower, yep. lower. Yikes. Jumping girders, jumping the interstate, just to yeah. go see Taylor Swift. Yep. It's wild. So, wild. Um, yeah. So, we could talk about that toward the end, because it's going to come full circle there. So, um yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll take a break, come back, and then we'll talk with you. Sounds good. All right. Bobby, um, why don't you tell a little bit of everyone that's listening a little bit about yourself. Where did you uh, grow up? A little know? bit about me. Okay, so I grew up in Alpena, born and raised. Uh, grew up out on Long Lake till I was about, uh, I'd say, 11 years old, then moved to Maple Ridge. Um, when I moved out to Maple Ridge, uh, that's when I started kind of my farmer background, uh, baling hay, milking cows, all that, that fun stuff. And then, uh, when I was in high school, I think 10th grade, I started working at Purchase IGA under Mike Konjorski. Mike Konjorski. Uh, I was a meat cutter. Worked there for four years through high school and, uh, ACC, and I had these, this big idea of grandeur of I'm going to go to Colorado. I'm going to be a smoke jumper, firefighter. Holy and cow. like the, I like, like it. <clears throat> I was ready to roll, you know? So I got my, my firefighting one license here in Alpena did my EMT, uh, headed out to Colorado. And then as I applied for a few firefighting jobs out there, I realized that I could make a lot more money being a meat cutter in Colorado than I could being a firefighter. <laughs> So as I kind of searched my like ideas of what I wanted to do, uh, Kevin Nowak actually lived out there and he worked for Nabisco and he hooked me up with a job at City Market and I became a meat manager or the manager of the meat department out there and I decided, you know, I, I enjoyed it. So it's like, I'm going to give this three years. I'm going to see where I can go with it. And um, I'll decide if I want to continue on with the firefighting thing. And I was a volunteer for a while. I, I served on many volunteer firefighter boards for a while. And it's like, I'm going to give it a go, see, see where I end up. And I ended up staying in the grocery industry until 2010 hit, when like 2008 was a big kind of recession. It hit, I was managing a grocery store in Vail. And things hit the kind of the big cities or the the expensive towns a little bit later and my job turned out to be out of all of our stores in colorado is my job was to go around and downsize all of them 
Nice. I was like, easy. <laughs> my job sucked. Like Grim <laughs> Reaper. Yep, yeah, it sucked. So um, my mom was an insurance agent for Farm Bureau in in Elpina for a while, and the I had run into uh, her boss, who was a managing partner, a couple times, and. He had he had always kind of stayed in contact with me. He's like, "What are you up to? I think you'd be really good at this." And about that time when like my my job was horrible, just delivering bad news all the time, and trying to reformat these these stores to stay alive. And it and it was like we're we're competing against Walmart and Kroger, uh, like all the the five main grocery stores that were like, we're gonna be the only ones that are gonna be around in 10 years. And coming from an independent grocery store like Purchase saying, no, you know, there, there's a place for an independent market. There's, a play, there's always a place for an independent owner, always, as long as you're bringing what, what people need. So I was, I was kind of hell-bent about, I, I wanna help make this work. But after being in Colorado for 10 years, I was always kind of hell-bent of, I want to come back home. You know, I want to be around family. I always missed, like, especially, like, hunting season, stuff like that, when I saw the family photos out at camp and stuff like that. So uh, eventually, in 2010, a book of business came available in Roger City, and I ended up coming back buying that book of business. So, and that's what started my career in insurance. Like, it's the the whole like never never planned on it, never thought I was doing it. But with being a, a first responder, a firefighter, working in the grocery store, like I've I've always been customer oriented. So this is really no different. And I've always approached this business with the same kind of tenacity that I've approached the grocery store industry of in Colorado of I wanted to separate myself from everybody else so I bought from local farmers in Colorado I'd go out and tour all of their farms and we had kids pull up at you know 15 years old in their dad's Dodge pickup delivering fruits and vegetables to our produce department and we were the only ones that buy from them so I, I always appreciated that and that's kind of what I've always tried to bring to this career is that same that same tenacity of I want to offer something different and I want to offer something that's meaningful. I like it. It makes sense. You know, um, we can talk about more here in a minute, but in an industry where in our community, very similar to mine, where there's a lot of competition. Correct. So it, yeah. you have to find you have to consider different ways to differentiate yourself, not only with the value that you could offer to the customer, but also ways to stand out in different ways, you know, and I know we're gonna talk about, I think one of the ways that you and I are passionate about doing that, so. Yeah. Um, so you, how, so you're back here in Alpena. So you, 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 yeah. can, you can do it on a, on a like corporate level. Yeah. But I think the independent level of just you separating yourself from everybody else and you letting people know that that they're they're paying for something that they're getting. They're paying for a service. Yeah. So you can it's it's no different than buying a Chevy or or any other vehicle like you're buying this 
and you're getting me with it. Yeah. You're getting a service with it that, that means something. So I hope that's important to you. Yeah. Funny story. I, maybe I've shared this. Maybe I haven't, Brad. But before I my Anschutz story goes, I went back to school. I was dating Allison. Her dad was friends with Cody. Mm-hmm. And it was Thanksgiving. And Cody and Allison's dad were like, you should come sell cars. And I was like, I really don't want to sell cars. Four months go by. It's Christmas time. Cody's back around again. And he's like, you know, you really should just stop in. Because at that time, I was just working part-time jobs, going back to school, just trying to graduate. And Cody left. And then um, Allison Zach goes, you really need to just go in there and talk to him. And, you know, I cared about, I respected Allison's dad a lot. So I'm like, well, if he's asking me, then I'm going to go do it. You know, whether I take it to job or not, it's irrelevant at the time. But during that time, I also had another interview with Pete Wilson that I never talk about. And it was funny when that interview I had with Pete, he goes, there's two kind of, there's two ways to sell something. He told me, he goes, you can clock in, answer the phone, you know, it was our sell insurance. That he goes, or you get done at four or five o'clock and then you go to a service club or you go out to dinner and. You know, you see Mrs. Smith, and you're like, "Oh, hey, Mrs. Smith," and blah 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 blah. And I told him, "I, I understand what you're trying to, t- what you're saying." And I, so I don't know if, you know, if that's what I want to do. You know, I mean, at the time, I didn't know. The only thing that I was focused on is, as Brandon knows, is I always had a dream of going back to school. And what, what I was scared of is I didn't want anything. I was so close at that point then, right? I only had like six months left to get my bachelor's, and I just did not want to do anything to take away from that. And I was scared that working full time would do that. You know what I mean? So, but I was very close. I think, I mean, I had two interviews with Pete, yep. you know, and I know he was considering it and then, you know, I, I didn't do a very good job of so following up with him. So I think, as you know, follow-ups important. I'll so tell I, you, I, I have the utmost respect for Pete and Steve. Yeah. Like they are, they're amazing guys. I love them both. I'm, in rotary with steve yeah and i i run into pete all the time and like alpina agency is a extremely stand-up group yeah i i, I agree I, mm-hmm. from what i can tell i mean yep um and it's just funny how we've seen you know like what happened with laughing and locally grown yeah yeah you know and we're keeping it with it like third generation everything they're doing is is extremely impressive yeah so um so th- not once as impressive you, as me. I'm just no, saying. No, I mean, no, I don't no, want to throw that out. I just thought it was interesting <laughs> that I mean, I, you and I could be both in the insurance agency, you know, uh, we're all together. And I often, sometimes, every time I see Pete, I think of those interviews him and I had, and yeah. the conversations that we had, and everything like that. And, He's uh, such a fun guy. I mean, Pete's, yeah. Pete's a great yeah, guy. It's, I mean. it's wild. So, why don't you just tell me a little bit more about Farm Bureau? So, so the main thing about Farm Bureau is. It was in, uh, so I've been with Farm Bureau since 2010. That's when I moved back. Um, I bought the book of business from Dan Jabera up in Roger City. In 2012, I came down to Alpena. So the, the main thing that I'm like incredibly proud of Farm Bureau, so just kind of take the folks off my agency in Alpena, but to look at Farm Bureau as a Michigan company, we were considered captive agents we only insure the state of michigan 
So that's why on my front window, it's we're a Michigan company. So in 2018, uh, a group of agents, we were on a trip. We kind of, we were literally just playing a game of cards and we were chatting about all of the things that we do in our own communities across the state of Michigan and going like, what if we combined our efforts and what kind of impact could we make in the entire state if we, if we combine the money and then focused all of our, like whoever wanted to get in on it. And we're thinking like, you know, 10, 20 agents. If we wanted to get in on it, what kind of impact could we make in a community? If there was like a big event that happened, how could we make it just combine resources? Yeah. Combine resources and take care of it. So that idea turned into, we reached out to the, the top, kind of 20% of the agents that, that do the most work. Our executive club is, a, is what we call it. So we reached out to them and said, we got this idea that we want to form this, this group to uh, pool our money together and then talk to all of us and say, here's what we're hearing across the state. We want some agents in the UP. We want agents in Northern Michigan. We want them out West, East, Detroit, everywhere. We want at least two representatives from across the state to say, here's, this is what we're hearing. This is what we're hearing that people need. And when we all got together, like, what do we want our cause to be? And food insecurity was what we settled on. Food insecurity to us is the best way, especially focusing on kids, to pull them out of the poverty mindset let them focus on their schoolwork and pull them out of out of that kind of atmosphere of I need somebody else to help get me what I need to I'm going to provide for myself. If we can get them to focus on their schoolwork, then we truly can give them the <coughs> opportunity to be whoever they want to be. So that's why food insecurity was our, our main focus. So that like it really hits home for me. Like I grew up on reduced lunch. Like right. I remember when my dad got laid off and how hard it was for my family. So where I'm at right now, I feel like I, I can't even explain how incredibly blessed I feel to be able to help others to where I like struggle to make sure that we like we had a change drawer on our on our counter when we left for school and we'd you know pick quarters and nickels and stuff out and i can remember my sisters grabbing them and they're like i didn't want to take pennies to school to pay for my like 45 cent lunch right. like it 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 i can't explain how deeply this it means to me because i've been affected by it but it's so to bring bring this group together we decided to that was 2018 on uh, like a like November ish. We're like, we're going to we're going to hit this. We got 18 agents across the state of Michigan. We're going to roll this out February. We we have a, a statewide convention. We all kind of we went to Grand Rapids and we're like, this is our idea. We want everybody to, to be on board. We want to make an impact on Michigan. We're Farm Bureau. We are Michigan's insurance company. And that night, 
we raised over $300,000 wow. to start this cause. That's pretty phenomenal. It was amazing. Yep, it was amazing. So, so to date, so 2018 to today, we have donated over $1.1 million. All within the state of Michigan then? Only in the state of Michigan. That's amazing. Only. <clears throat> to food banks, backpack programs, nonprofits. Um, we do match programs for, for hunger relief organizations. Um, and we've uh, partnered with Dr. Phil Knight, who heads the uh, Food Bank Council of Michigan. We actually brought him in and said, what do you guys need to get food to schools, to food banks? What is it? So he rolled out this program that he was really interested in, and it was flash frozen, uh, um, I don't know what you call it, distributions, I guess. And say when, when carrots are coming down a conveyor belt that are going to go into packages to Walmart or Meyer or whatever it is, and these carrots are coming down a belt and they are the wrong color, or they're cut on an angle or whatever. So when you buy a, a pack of frozen vegetables, they're perfect, you know, when you dump them out. So what happens to all the ones that aren't? Right. So Phil Knight, he looked at all of that waste and he's like, how how can we capture that and get it to the school kids or get it to anybody instead right. of the, cause it's still a carrot. It, exactly. The nutrition is there. Everything is there. It's just not something that the American people want to buy cause it's not perfect. Right. So how do we capture that and get it to people in need? And it was literally just the logistics of picking it up, putting it in a trailer and getting it to food banks or wherever it needed to go. Mm. So he said, what we need is refrigerated trailers. So me joining the Agent Charitable Fund in 2018, I'm like, well, I'm in northern Michigan. I mean, I've, I've got kind of a tie in the farming community. So I think I can come up with some refrigerated trailers. So, so far, all three refrigerated trailers that we've donated to the food bank has come out of Alpena. That's amazing. Really it's cool. come from IGA closing down Great North Foods. We bought two trailers from them and Omega Electric, Ryan Fairchild, wrapped them for us. So the the wrap on it is is photos of Farm Bureau Insurance and on the back, Sumrix Farms donated one for us. Or not donated, actually drove one down for us, donated the travel time and everything. Yeah. So on the back of all these trailers is Alpina, Sumrix Farms, Omega Electric. Farm Bureau Insurance, it's, wow. it's us on the back of these trailers that are traveling all over Michigan. And I feel so grateful about that. Like yeah. I've, I've come across them twice in my travels of like back and forth to Lansing or UP, whatever. And I, I spot one, I try, try to grab a picture Get going so 80 excited. down I yeah. As you should be, but, right? Yeah. But it's, it's so cool that, that out of like, 400 and some agents of Farm Bureau agents across Michigan, they're coming from our town. Yeah. Wow. That's phenomenal. Um, so what do you guys have planned? So, so planned right now, we, the, our main thing that we're doing right now is our grant cycle that goes every other month. So six times a year, every other month, we, we donate to six, nonprofits 
up to $4,000. So we have a grant cycle in right now for Alpina for a uh, food pantry that's in, in town. And we put that in for $4,000. There's eight of them that we just went through to approve. So I think that we're gonna get approval for this one. But in the last, since 2018, I think we've had four that we've been granted in Alpena. Wow. And Purchase IGA has helped us out big time with our very first one. Uh, they helped us out with purchasing the food at cost. So we purchased food from them, filled up the food pantry right before uh, Thanksgiving. So we had turkeys and milk and pie crusts yeah. and all that stuff. So, and then they got us photos of all the people coming to yeah. get food from the food pantry. So this one's gonna be a big one because it's, it's not just for the food, but it's also, they don't have uh, freezer capabilities. So we're looking at actually getting them a chest freezer. And one of the, the big things is when people want to go to a food pantry, they, you know, anonymity is kind of key. Like nobody wants to show up and say, I'm going through a hard time. So to let them be able to show up on their own is a, is a big thing. So if, if we can have not only a, a pantry of dry goods, but frozen as well is a is a big deal not just canned canned mm -hmm. fruits and vegetables but meats is, is a big deal so in lansing we bought 12 chest freezers for food pantries down there wow all food pantries through the school system so i'm i'm looking at doing it something like that here in Alpena as well nice so besides just the food pantry things we do a lot with the backpack programs with schools yeah so the teachers know what what kids are in need in anonymity again we we don't want the kids to feel embarrassed or anything right. like that that's and, a we've done a lot we've done some stuff with feeding kids as well yeah and the backpack that pack back program you know as, as excited as we are about um you know school being out i have always said and i remember during covid i thought the same thing there is such a group of kids in our community that rely on school 100 parents rely on it. yeah not only yeah. for child care for food for food and it's just crazy to think that like you know when school's out you know it's just the sad and when reality. covid hit the 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 extra cost of having your kids at home every day mm -hmm. i mean it beat the heck out of parents 100%. Um, yeah. So you're in, in this grand cycle. Um, any other things that maybe anything that you're in itself, like at your location that you're trying to work through? or um, So so right now I'm the, the president of the Agent Charitable Fund, the ACF. Um, I'll be the president through this year. Um, so right now as the, the grant screening committee, we're, we're wrapping up this month the the main programs that we focus on and kind of the main thing that i i really want to get out is when we when we give out a grant it's when the word kind of gets out and spreads right. to the other food pantries and stuff like that and that's the main thing whether it's the the feed the need food truck we've sponsored two of those if it's filling a food pantry we sponsored many of those 
but it's it's not just Alpena. We want to get out to Alcona and Mount Morency and up in Presqu'ile, right. and and we want to we we've got to work through a local agent. So and there's local agents all over the place. If I'm the local agent you need to work with, even if you're not in my community, we want to make sure that you're not left alone. That's that's why we focus so hard on on getting representatives, Farm Bureau agents across the entire state. We, we, we don't want the UP to be left alone just because there's not many people up there. Right. So the, the backpack programs for kids and summer programs right now are super important. Right. Because the kids that do rely on those school meals, the parents that do rely on those school meals, we have to get them through the summer. Yeah. We have to. So backpack, school programs, the snack programs, there's so many teachers that buy snacks out of their own pocket to get their kids through the school year, whether it's during school hours or after our extracurricular activities. That's the stuff that that we're here to help with. And we we have what's called a triple up program. If there's just a a teacher in one class that, that wants to buy snacks, if that teacher is willing to come to us for a, a donation, if the agent is willing to pony up up to three hundred bucks, it could be a dollar or up to three hundred. The agent charitable fund is willing to match it. Wow! So if the agent is willing to put some skin in the game, we're gonna support that agent. And six hundred dollars buys a teacher a lot of snacks for a room yeah. to keep their kids engaged and focused. Yeah. So well, let's do this once because it won't be the only time. That I'm going to ask you about it. If someone is interested that are listening now and go, oh my gosh, I'd like to maybe try that out, learn more. How would they go about that? So two ways of learning more. If if they're interested in trying it out and getting a grant, <clears throat> they can reach out to me at I, my it's Farm Bureau Insurance on Ripley Street. I'm right next to the car wash. Uh, org. That's where you can actually apply for a grant. If you apply for a grant locally, it'll automatically come to me. You go to that www.endhungerinmichigan.org if you want to donate. That money, it stays in Michigan. It doesn't go outside. This is staying in Michigan families, and you can get a printout of everywhere that we go. We're going to fill six more, more than likely, food pantries by, we submitted our, our grant request at 2 o'clock today, so I'll have all the info of who we're going to fill up. And it could be uh, six of them at $4,000, or we may end up doing eight of them at a little bit right. less. Yeah. It all depends on what the program is. But um, as of right now, all of our agents across the entire state of Michigan, half of them donate to the ACF. That's which in any corporate environment, if you can get half of all of your people on board to donate to something, it's I'm telling you, it's unprecedented. That's that's incredible. It's huge. Yeah. Like that's buy in. Yeah. That's people that want to make a difference in not just their community, but their state. Yeah. You know, one of the things I remember and I can feel it from you sitting here is I remember when I, my wife and I helped out with the United Way. It was easier for me to talk about 
meals on wheels on the senior citizen program because my mom used that. Mm-hmm. It was easy for me to talk about hospice in Michigan because, again, we had to use hospice with my mom. And I can tell you have a lot of passion for this. But it's easy when you've gone through it, right? Right. And you have the experience and you've been on the other side. So um, mm-hmm. mad kudos to you for all of this. Thanks. Yeah. Yep. Um, before we go off to talk a little bit about service clubs and stuff like that, is there anything else you want to talk about with the Farm Bureau? So we've got, uh, uh, I'm just something I'm super proud of yeah. is we just, we just had our, our third annual golf outing, uh, fundraiser in, uh, Midland. Okay. Uh, we had that at Polecat and we raised $65,000 Wow. one day. That's amazing. I'm like, I'm so blown away by that number. So even though, like I say, 50% of the agents contribute on a monthly basis. So, so 50% of the agents contribute on average $110 a month. So we have them just electronically deposit. We're going to donate this much. So the other agents that we can't really keep track of, they show up to our, we have two uh, fundraiser events a year. This year, the, the golf outing $65,000. And that's like, that's the money's filling food pantries here in Alpena. Yeah. That's the money that's, that's, that's buying the, uh, the refrigerated trailers yeah. here in Alpena. The, the next fundraiser we have is going to be in September, and it's, we're going to call it the Night at the Races. So there's a company that actually does uh, horse races, and everybody shows up. It's kind of like a Kentucky Derby type event, and they play races that have been going since like the 1940s. I mean, <laughs> it, so nobody knows what races. So we're betting on horses and nobody really knows. And you can pay money to name your horses and all this stuff. But we're like, from from that event, from the amount of people that we have, we're really expecting to break the $50,000 mark again. Yeah. So uh, as this comes in, we're really going to be able to ramp up. I really want to steal that idea i told you that when you talked told me that idea a couple months ago i was like i I can't wait like i'm so excited to see it and do it and and even bring this type of stuff to our service like yeah that that we do whether it's rotary or lions club or anything and to to have it replicated here in alpena i i can't wait to do stuff like that yeah um sounds like a great segue so i know you're involved in rotary yep so why don't you tell me a little little about what, what rotary is first yep so so rotary uh i mean it's service above self that's kind of the nuts and bolts of it we've we always look for a big community like involvement thing to do the splash park was our major one right so i've been a member since 2010 we did the splash pad that was a i mean three four year project of raising money and uh michelle titman actually was down in the Florida Keys and she saw the brew on the bay down there. Right. So she brought it up here and turned our radio auction that has been going since literally, I think like the sixties, yeah. it could be way wrong, but like it's been going forever. And she's like, let's change it up. Yeah. And the brew on the bay was born and we went from literally $12,000 to Forty, fifty thousand dollars in in donations. It's a fantastic night. Blows the like the doors off, and yeah. 
and we love it. I think Alpina loves it. Yeah. So we're going to keep keep pushing on it. I mean, it was such a good idea. We we, we took it and ran with it ourselves mm-hmm. for those two years. Well, the two or three. I think I did three of them. This is a lot of work. I don't. I've had there was a couple of people ask me, you know, in the moments. This I, those people who listen to the pod know that this is my last year on the loft board. So like, m- moving forward, I'm like a free agent for lack of a better term, and it kind of feels refreshing to know that like I don't have like because you know normally you're always you know you know you get done with one, you already have the next <clears throat> thing coming. I'm telling you, it's it's tough. Like yeah. the. I I love donating to Loft because my my wife and Trinley, who's six, my daughter, my oldest daughter, we have a five month old now, but like <clears throat> they're very artistic. And Trinley, we were there to help paint the fish and stuff yeah. for the new you know, like memorial. So the the art and Loft is, I mean, it's so important. But holy smokes, can you get burnt out? Yeah. On on all of the different nonprofits and things that that Alpina needs us to be. Yeah. And I am I, I to be honest, I'm burnt out on hearing people say that there's just there's not a lot to do in Alpina. And <laughs> you know, it's there's so much room for people to step up. And I don't know if they just don't know how to. Yeah. Or they don't know where to. But there's so many positions for that that Alpina people are needed. Yeah. And if you care about this town and if you want your kids to stay here and if you want it to be a better place, you you got to get in touch with with your Rotary Club, the Lions Club, with just people like you that that you see or Brad that you see are making a difference in this town and say, "Where can I help?" So, I have I want to have this discussion with you, but what I do before we get too far down that rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to make sure you said everything you want to say about Rotary first. Are you, I mean, like, um, you guys are going to expand the splash park, correct? Yeah, we're going to expand, expand the splash park. So we, we put the splash park in like a lot of elbow grease right down to the grass that went around it. And then, uh, we put in the, uh, new, new, uh, stool or, uh, benches and, and sunshades. Um, no, on the the catwalk there oh, at okay. the harbor, yeah, the break wall, yeah, yeah. So we got the telescopes and stuff in there. I think uh, that was right after my presidency. But um, we're going to expand the splash park. I mean, that draws people in from, from all, over. all over the place. Yeah, yeah. it's so. one of my favorite things. And I'm sure Brad has it too. Um, I, I live by the splash park, not close, yeah. but during the summer when I roll my windows down in my house when we're not cranking the AC, I love hearing the kids laugh oh man yeah it's just simply and i can hear it when that bucket comes and then i hear all the so i hear the water hitting and then all the kids screaming i'm sure you do i don't hear anything oh man (laughs) and uh, it's just and uh, on the other note rotary island right by noah there in between the old boys and girls club i mean if you haven't been to rotary island that uh, the island that's in between the old boys and girls club and noah there's two bridges that go across I mean, there's been so much work that's going on to that beautiful location. Yes. There's graduation parties and weddings that go on there. We have a, a fishing platform. And you guys just really did the one bridge, right? Yeah. The, the smaller bridge. Yeah. Yep. It's gorgeous. I noticed that last year. I was like, wow, they look yep. unbelievable. Trinley, so. my daughter caught her first fish on that island. <laughs> there you and go. And oh my gosh, was she smiling <laughs> ear to ear? She loved it. 
Um, so if you're good with Rotary, we can do this pivot. So I know with service clubs in, in our community especially, I think all nonprofits struggle for board, really good board members. Yeah. But I, I'm seeing a, th- a trend in service clubs that are just, it's a, kind of sad. That being said, I don't belong to a service club, so I know I'm being 100% hypocritical here. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's it's interesting to see the like, lines. Is Art and, Art and Loft not considered a service club? Well, I don't consider it exchanged rotary lines. Well, I mean. Kiwanis, you know. Um, you're you're in service. Oh no no, I don't think anyone doesn't think I'm yeah, not in service. Yeah, you're in service. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone mis- gets that twisted. But I, you know, um, you know, I've had people ask me like, "Hey, do you want to come to a rotary lunch or something?" I've gone to a lines lunch before, yeah. and you know, out for a brief period, I was a member of the exchange club. But yeah. I didn't really realize that was my first foray and dive into the service club world, mm-hmm. and I wasn't ready for it at the time. I was yeah. just starting at Anschutz and. Uh, I just wasn't ready, you know, and um, it's interesting. What do you think Rotary does well? Because the thing that I've been really impressed with is you've been able to recruit some younger people into that service club. We've we've been working hard at it. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. So you work at it. Yeah. Yeah. So my hot take, I have I just recently had this discussion with someone because I'm concerned about our service clubs. Mm hmm. Um, and what my buddy and I were discussing was, is that the current generation of people that volunteered, I'm not, I'm pointing at Brad, but I'm not, I'm pointing at Brad, but I don't believe Brad's that person. You gotta step it up. Brad's not that person. So (laughs) I think there's a group of people that want to help without a doubt. But what I don't think people want to do is make a year long commitment. Yeah. So what I think service clubs need to do in our community, and I almost, when I was telling my buddy, it's almost like we need to start our own service club because what you need to do is create an avenue where people can go, all the one-offs, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you sell your raffle tickets, think yeah. of all the people that come out of the woodwork that really aren't normal, yeah. but you know, and um, I think there's a group of people that want to help but yep. they just want to do like one or two things a year. Yep. They don't want to have to come into the board meetings every week and all that other stuff. And I think that's part of what's stopping people. I, it's a hundred percent that. Yeah. And I just wish there was a way we could figure that out. So, I'll, I mean, all I have is kind of rotary to plug it with because like yeah. the agent charitable fund, we like, we literally started that six years ago, but with with Rotary Club, it's it's a club that's been around. I'm I know Mike Kelly's gonna probably hang me out to dry, but it's <laughs> it's been around for years. Uh, started in Chicago, but I I don't remember the exact year. But holy smokes, it's been around for a long time. So um, when I became president, when you become president of the club, you have to go to a Rotary International kind of convention. You learn about how it started and it, it was a, a group of business and they got together yeah. and said how can we work together and make our community a better place and it grew to how can men and women make the our community a better place and then it grew to you know it's not just about business owners it's about community so how can just the community make the community a better place right and then now it's grown to how it's not just the the community leaders 
but their kids. So let's bring their kids in and, and allow them to get a taste of the community service that we do. And that's what kind of brings me kind of full circle to when I was in high school and Mr. Poli invited me into a group called Natural Helpers. And Natural Helpers was a, was a group where we got kind of like low-key counselor training and we had to do community service. And me and a couple friends, like like the Asanique Park out there, the playground, holds such a like special place in my heart because I helped build it Right. when I was in 10th grade. Yeah. So it's... <clears throat> more our our service clubs need to not be afraid of change and and we as a human species are so afraid of change yeah like it we we can't do it but it's what our service clubs need to do we need to be okay with bringing in people that may have we not been used to bringing in before or, or they had to have titles yeah and the other for us like for the loft, what I've seen mm-hmm. over the past five years, because I'm, I'm what it is is we term out at the loft. Yep. So mm-hmm. after your, your two terms, you have to take a sabbatical year. Yep. So this is my sabbatical year. I'm, I'm terming out, and one of the things I've noticed is everyone's busy, right? And some of this I think it's COVID, right? Like we've learned how to Zoom, we've learned how to meet remotely. Um, I don't like that, by the way. You know. I think there's a value of us staying right now. We could have done this pod over Zoom, you and your living room, me, Brad here together, or even separate. But, and I think I, Brad and I haven't really talked about it. But I love the you next to me, I me agree. being able to point at Brad, and you know, I mean, I don't know how Brad feels about. We've never really talked I don't about like the pointing. Blue. Yeah, but um, I I just think there's so much value to a group when people are together face to face. And the discussion is so much more when you can read cues, yeah, and actually play off each other's emotions and body yeah. language. And I think part of our, part of it, like some of the struggles we had at the loft is zooming is still an option, yeah. And people are so busy that what what inevitably happens is somebody will start the board meeting and then they'll go and do dishes or. Yeah whatever you know and they're they're not being present in the meeting they, they think they are but they really aren't yeah. you know and um it's a, it's a battle I, and i don't know how it is for other organizations it's you the know. same thing yeah so you know. so one of one of my positions with farm bureau is i'm what's called an ama and a associate managing partner and what i do is i coach brand new agents coming in okay and and the the number one thing that I teach them is how to be the mayor of your community. <laughs> yeah. And and that's it. Yeah. Like how how do you stand out? And honestly, people like Brad, people like you, people like Jackie, people like Matt. Are you gonna be like the mayor? All of all no. of the people that are standing out in this community and saying, you know what, I wanna make a difference. Yeah. It's a big freaking deal. Yeah. And and people don't know how to do it. So it's people like us that need needs to foster that feeling and get them involved and it's honestly with with rotary with the new members that we get it's freaking asking them yeah so many people don't get asked yeah so many people say i want to help i want to help well ask them yeah 
I, I kind of think of that, and I sometimes I think, I don't, you know, I'm just going to say it. I don't care. <laughs> What's the point of the pod, right? I think a lot of people, the phrase is a lot of people want to hold the checkered flag. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. A lot of people want to be there at the end when the checks, they, they get their photo with the check. Hell yes. Yeah, and you know, that the 17 meetings that you had before yep. or when we're chasing down auction items. I want to be there for the picture. Yeah, or I want to be there the day of the brew in the bay. But I really don't want to have to call all these businesses up and ask them for a donation, you know? Yep. That, and, you know, we're, we're getting ready to start our fundraiser in November that I know you know well. And yep. we're having our first meeting in this month, and it's miserable, you know? And it's not fun shaking down people. And Rotary goes through the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it looks good on paper. It looks yeah. good when we when the event comes out. But right now, like, we're we're pushing hard to find somebody else to, like, chair that yeah. that event and it's it's a lot of work and, oh, it's, and it's it's no different than whether whether you're in an insurance business or the yeah. the car business yes. it's 20 percent of the people do 80 yeah. percent of the work it's, it's it doesn't tough. matter what yeah. a non-profit or not 20 yeah. percent of those people yeah. do 80 percent of the work so to constantly go to those 20 percent of the people and say we need you we need you yeah. we need you we we need some people that are willing to step up that that have a time to give just a little bit mary beth when she came on our episode said the best thing i've ever heard and I've, i use it all the time she said if you need to have someone help you ask a busy person yeah because <laughs> the busy person's already doing it they're they're used to helping people they're the ones that do it yeah they're the ones that do it yeah. and i heard when she said that i was literally she almost knocked me off this chair because I was like, oh, my God, you're right. That's how it's always a, a lot. Not always. A lot of times it's the same people that show up or that are doing, you know, whether it's running on the bay or, it is. you know, and um, and it's it, the I, I think it's the busy people that that are out in front of like social media and all the stuff yeah. that you guys are doing. You're you're in front of people and you're planting seeds. Yeah. You're planting the seeds of of you can do this and. These are the people you need to get in contact yeah. with to help out. And even if you can just help out a little bit, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. If it, if this community is that important to you, it's worth it to get involved just that little bit. Yeah. E even if that's all you can offer, the busy people can use the help. Yeah. Well, it, it scares me because so many of the people that have carried this community are retiring out of it. A hundred percent. And, you know, no. It just scares the shit out of me, you know, and because it, it's now it's up to you and me, our age group, demographic, Brad's, you know, to be those people that are not only going to grab that torch and carry it, but also to set the groundwork framework for the next generation that's coming Correct. up, right? You know, and uh, it's wild. But we've got some good, I mean, some good people laying down the framework. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get so me wrong. For every time I get frustrated, I think of someone like you, Jen Calorie. Well, I appreciate that. You that know, it's a lot. Th there's so. a lot of people in this town that just wow. There you is. There we're, is. We're really lucky. You know, yeah. it 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 always like strikes a chord with me when you're on social media and somebody says, "Well, you should be doing this, or you should be doing that, or why aren't we doing this?" And somebody pipes in and says, "Why aren't you?" Yeah. Why aren't you helping out with that? Yeah. And it's like, yes. Yeah. 
why aren't you? Yeah. And these are the people that you can get in contact with to help because good Lord, we could use it. Yeah. We'll gladly take it. And it's so easy to armchair quarterback everything. And you know what I mean? I, we've talked about it on the pod. Nothing gets me more frustrated. Not saying that I, I enjoyed the original Calgary Plaza layout, but you know, when they have five city council meetings yeah. and no one wants to talk about it. And then all of a sudden, after they put yeah, all the money, out of the yeah, and they put all the money and they finalize the plan, and then they present it to the public, and everyone loses their yeah. shit. I, I get so annoyed because then the, those five months of work get flushed down the toilet, yeah. and all that money, taxpayer money. All right, I'm gonna stop now. But I'm just like, it's just like that that type of thing. Whether it be you know, and not all ideas are good ideas, right? Yeah. You know, Brad and I laughed about the state theater sign. Yeah, like how everybody was like, getting so upset about the state theater sign being taken down. And I was like, half you people don't even go to the movies. You don't even support the theater. Like, I'll 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 say this: the if if there's one thing I hear like all the time, and I see it on social media all the time, it's if you're wanting to go out in your community and do good, don't record it and don't show anybody that you're doing good. So you see YouTube videos and I mean everything of people feeding homeless vets or uh, giving homeless people makeovers or dropping food off to food pantries and oh they're only doing it for the likes so be it <laughs> yeah okay yes At least they're do we it. do we not see enough negativity yeah. every freaking day yeah. whether it's on the the normal media or on Facebook reels or anything yeah. like that if if those people if that is their only catalyst to do good is that they're going to get some likes at least that person did get a meal that they gave it to yeah at least they did get a bed to sleep in yeah. one night if if that's it more power to them yeah and it's it's so embrace seeing something positive yeah don't turn it into a negative yeah. don't be the it's the hard. It's our society machine now, right? And say, oh, that's yeah. negative. Don't turn it into something negative. Yeah. Just be grateful that even if that's what it takes for them to do something, something nice, let them do it. Yeah. Let them Anybody take a want. picture of it and just say, if that's what they need, that person got something I, positive out of it. Allison struggles a lot with, you know, I, it helps that I'm a photographer, right? You know, so I can. She literally posts one tenth of the photos that I have that I take of her, you know, and she's very self conscious of it. I'm always like, screw that. Just if it makes you happy, do it. I mean, the, this world is so incredibly short, you know what I mean? And if it makes you happy and brings you joy and you're not really hurting anyone, right? Do it, you know what I mean? And like, that's just, I mean, the pods this way too. I mean, the, it's great to have you on. Love having you on. We've had some great guests this season. But really, my favorite thing is just hanging out with Brad in his kitchen. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then it, both of it brings us. It, my, my favorite thing about it is I know I'm going to see Brad at least once a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I know I'm going to get to see him once a week. And that baseline is that. Everything, anything after that, that's great. You know, and just. Yeah, yeah, cake. Sunday, whipped cream, the whole thing. But uh, yeah. So. That's my thought. I wanted to get your thought on service clubs and the community of where we're at. 
you know, um, Boys and Girls Club is opening. What a great moment mm-hmm. for Alpina. Um, I've been Brad's wanting to be ecstatic right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I just saw him Sunday at Meyer. He's like, we're opening tomorrow. And I was yeah. like, wow. And um, I've been wanting to have Jen Kelly on yeah. to talk about it because she's told me things. And, but I'd rather have her say them than me yeah. just repeat what she says, you know. And uh, but there's just so many cool things going on in that space. Just the, another guy that's that's focused so much attention, like Brad, to to this community. I can remember in high school, Brad was tied into the Boys and Girls Club, and I had just finished uh, lifeguard training, and he had taken a bunch of kids to Sprinkler Lake. And he's like, wow, we, I want to take the kids out on canoes and kayaks and stuff, but we need a lifeguard. We will come down. So I, my brand new lifeguard training <laughs> license out of high school, I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. So I went down to Sprinkler Lake for the weekend, and I was a lifeguard on duty. That's amazing. <laughs> One kid went off the kayak that yeah. I had, and then had, you had to, to jump go down action. and grab and I love it. <laughs> throw so him good. in the boat. But like, it's, it's those, like, those connections of the the people that i grew up with in this town and to see that are who they are like brad and cynthia and jackie and like the the people that are the who's who's greg with hungry hippie yeah i mean that are are making differences in this town you and brad for sure like you're leading by example and i'm so proud of seeing the people that i grew up with that are leading by example in this town and have lived through the oh there's nothing to do in this town you know we got to move out but they yeah. stuck with it not only did they stay in this town but they're they're doing what they can to make it better yeah i'm exhausted is that not what's all about there's too much to do in this town <laughs> i don't even know how people can ever say that to me huh. i mean like i've been wanting to go to the movies but I refuse to go when it's nice out. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I, during, at least during the summer. I'm, I'm not going there during the, when it's 80 degrees and sunny. And now that it's clock, I can't wait for Batman this weekend. Jeff put well, the AC flash. seats in there. I can, I'll yeah, go when it's hot out. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, it's amazing in there. So <laughs> I'll grab a bag of Whoppers and go sit in there. Yep. Did you take your daughter a yep. little mermaid? <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. So good. So good. Yeah. I'm going to go see Transformers. <laughs> oh, I heard it's good. You saw Transformers, right? Yeah. I heard it's good. It's all right. I had these expectations for Transformers. So. Okay, so okay, give me three good things about it. Sell it. Sell me why I should go see it. The soundtrack. I heard. Okay, ninety four. That was ninety four hip hop. That's what I heard. Yep. Um, two more. Well, is Optimus Prime in it? Yes, Optimus Prime is in it. Bumblebee. Yes. Is Bumblebee a yellow Camaro still, or is he back to being a Volkswagen? He, no, he's not a. Bug. Okay. You know, that's what he should be. But <laughs> you're, you're selling Brad to you. Yeah. He's, yeah. Like, like, He's not a please, Camaro. Please tell oh, me yeah. I can go see this yeah. movie. You're not. <laughs> you can you can go see it. I mean, okay. The beasts are pretty cool. All right. So what and did you Unicron. Like? You didn't like Unicron? Oh, I did. Oh, okay. He's, that's three. Yeah, okay. So the music, the beasts, and Unicron. Okay. What didn't you like? Because I, I, for the people that don't know Brad, he's a Transformers snob. Yes, I am. Very much a, very much <laughs> a very much, yeah. 1980s cartoon holds, a, I mean, that's the bar. Oh, yes. Yeah. And 
Don't. That's why I have yeah. high expectations yes. for these movies. Uh, I understand that. So go ahead. Just let it go. And then, you know. Well, I wasn't a fan of Mirage. Okay. He played too big of a role and he was annoying. <laughs> I don't didn't like how they made Bumblebee this big stud. That, like I said. Bumblebee is a stud. Come on. No, he is not. He the, is a stud. In the cartoons, he's a big baby. <laughs> that is true. So, but I mean, it's tough. It's all Michael Bay's fault for making him this way. Yeah, I mean, so it's fine. But it, the movie takes a turn. I'm not going to spoil it, but something happens with Bumblebee, and then he comes back, and it just turns the tides of everything. Okay, let me ask you this. Yes. Since you brought it up a little bit loosely. Do you hate Michael Bay? I don't hate him. I just dislike some choices he's made with these movies. Yeah, so do you hate Michael Bay for the, what he's done to the Transformers? Yes. Yes, I know. That. I need to answer that. Yeah, mostly yeah. to Bumblebee. Yeah. Well, it's to everybody. But Michael Bay was bad boys, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, was. I mean, I know that. I like him for that. That's why I was going to try to set you up a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I know. Yeah, it's you're a very conflicted person. And I think with the way they do these digital effects and all that make the Transformers look like what they're supposed to look like. Like from the 80s cartoon? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, yeah, I mean, I can see both. I, I, can, I, I can see your point. <laughs> I, I would, one would say that possibly if they had the technology we have now in the 1980s, they probably wouldn't look like they do back then. But, but I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. They you, set, they set themselves up for it from the very first Transformers movie. Yeah, like yes. when you're talking about Bumblebee, especially yeah, like yes. growing up in the '80s, I get it. Yeah. I know but, nobody wants to see a VW Bug be a hero, but you know yeah. the way they set it up, all all he can do is continue to focus on Bumblebee as I know. a hero. Character. Have you seen Super Mario? Yeah. What I heard it was. Did you? No. I heard it was amazing. It was, it was good. I heard it was just a perfect blend of nostalgia and then still relevant, you know, current. There was, there was a meme of a, of a dad kind of leaning over with his arm around the, like, six-year-old kid and being like, you don't know Jack about Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that's what I felt like. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of want to see just because I've heard a lot of good reviews or feedback from it. it they did a good job. Good. I mean, great characters in it. Good. Yeah. Definitely right. worth seeing. All right. So we're going to take a break. We'll come back and do our top five. Sounds good. And then usually once, just so you know, when we're done with the top five, we talk about what's coming up in our lives, like what we got going on this weekend. So I figure we can kind of put the bow on all that other talk we just had about community and everything. Yeah. We're going to kind of, we'll usually touch base with that. So all right, we'll take a break and then we're going to do our top five. All right. All right, now we're on to our top five, and this week it is our top five disaster movies. So I'm sure these people will have to pay high insurance fees, so that's why we're doing it. Well, this makes me, I purposely thought of this question leading into these movies. How was the hail last year? (laughs) Oh, the hail. So the, the tornado that hit Gaylord, Presqueel... Roger City and North Alpena had three times the payout in insurance claims than Gaylor did where the 
the tornado touchdown. Wow. With auto, roofs, siding, yeah, boats, hoists. Like we we got hit three times harder. I mean, millions and millions of dollars. I mean, yeah, I know that for a fact just because we, we were turning people away. Yeah. We, you know, would, or somebody would come in and I'm like, hey, like, okay, well, it's July. Maybe around Christmas we'll get you in. And people thought we were like joking. I'm like, no, there's just that much damage in cars. And we were replacing like just windshields so people could still drive their car, cars around, <laughs> beat up. And it's insanity. Just, and then they could plan it for three months out. Yeah. All right. Well, I just wanted to touch base on that. So go ahead and give us your number one disaster movie. Number one. So I got to go back to high school. And like the, I, I'd say probably the first disaster movie that I, I was really a big fan of because James Bond was in it, and that's Dante's Peak. Interesting. I can't believe right. it. I have my whole coffin of movies to pick from. Dante's Peak was not in my top five. <laughs> not that it's a bad movie. It's, yeah. it's a good one, but wow. I really thought you were going to take Twister. I'm, I'm like a, a, I love history. Yeah. So the natural disaster movies that actually play off real events, I'm I'm big fan of them. Okay, I'm going to do it. Twister's number one for me. All right, that's fine. I like the idea that with current technology, they're doing a remake of it. Although I'm scared they're going to ruin it, as always. Yeah, it always happens. Yep. So, yeah, I can see that. All right. Well, my number one, The Poseidon Adventure. Oh, good. Okay. The classic 1970s. Steve's excited about I know, well, that. I just, that gives me another chance <laughs> of that. I think it's going to... And my number two, we're going to go with Independence Day. Right so. All right. I need to make marks here. I don't know what it's been taken off of board here. Dante's Peak, gone. Twister, gone. Man alive. This is tough. Just whatever. The day after tomorrow. All right. I like that that's in New York City. I like that it seems plausible loosely. I don't know. Maybe not. It could happen. Yeah. And um, I don't mind Jake. Although he sometimes... I don't like Dennis Quaid in the movie. A lot of death. A lot of sadness. And there's dogs. So, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) That one just, like... Just I was fighting to put that on my top five. It was such a good one. It is. I enjoyed it so much. I like it. So you're number two. So number two, another like real life thing that Hollywood put the spin on and like I don't a lot of people are like, Oh, that doesn't really happen. But I don't mind the Hollywood spins. It's what makes a movie a movie. So all the critics are like mm. yeah. But Pompeii. Nice. Jon Snow's in it. Before he was Jon Snow. Yeah. But I like that, um, yeah, you've gone down some movies that I did not think, but I like that. That makes me excited. So you're number three. Number three. Uh, I've got a, a newer one that just came out, Don't Look Up. That was on my top five. Yep. That's Leo good... DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, Market. God darn it. God darn it. 2012. <laughs> yep. Solid. John Cusack. 
can't go wrong with 2012. I love the arcs. There's a lot of that movie I like. I yep. like the idea there that we can build these giant ass machines. And I like anything where the government knows what's been going on the whole time. Type of thing. So, right. number three, Brad. <sighs> Believe it or not, it's going to be Titanic. It's on my list. It wasn't on my top five, but it's on my list. One of the greatest movies ever made to some people. But it's actually a pretty enjoyable movie. Is it second to like Avatar when it came out? Like the most biggest grossing movie like on the planet? Something like that. Yeah. And number four, I'm going to go with Mars Attacks. <laughs> Absolutely love that Solid. movie. Solid. Surprised you didn't do Starship Troopers. No. Didn't even make my list. I, <laughs> I love that movie. I didn't even think about it. I know. I don't know if it's really a natural movie. disaster movie, but well, I mean, it has a disaster. Yeah, movie. it kind of does. I need to rethink my movie list. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going with a meteor movie, and I don't know which one do I want. I go with Murray Freeman or Bruce Willis. I'm going to go with Deep Impact just because I don't want to miss a thing that annoys the shit out of me. As the song, it just it felt like it was everywhere. Yeah, you don't want the giraffe going across there. Well, I don't mind that. <laughs> it's your boy Ben. Come I mean, on. Ben, that's his accent, and that's part that <laughs> does it for me. But um, you you can pick Armageddon as your number five if you want. No, I have a number five that I've okay. left because I feel like it needs to be. In there. And, and no matter what, someone needed to pick this movie, so I'm going to do that. Yeah, somebody so, had to. Yeah, number four. So that's my number four, Deep Impact. Right. So I I, I got to go with This Is The End. Okay. Nice. Seth Rogen. Yeah. James Franco. Jonah Hill. It's a good movie. Dan McBride. How can you? I mean, it's got all the right people. <laughs> yes. And Sometimes then, if you're going to do a, a world-ending movie, it's got to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Two of yours, don't look up, so hilarious. It, it was, it's good. It yeah. upsets me greatly. <laughs> yeah. Because it's so real. Yes. It's like 100%. all of the, the yeah. people that run the world are like, how can we capitalize on this yes. and, and make money on it? One million percent. Yep. Oh, yep. man. It's, yep. it's so spot on. And I love how... Like scientists are like laughed upon. They're like, yeah. oh yeah, come on, we, we, we don't have time for you scientists. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. Stop That's talking. Not gonna happen. The Bachelor's right. coming out next week. Yeah. Let's focus on that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're in the fifth one. Yeah. Did you? Oh, I'm yeah. on number five. Okay. You guys are gonna. I don't know. I think I might I pick. This might be my number five. I can't not say it. Say it. Sharknado. Yep, that was my number five. So I'm going to somebody who did it. <laughs> I did, so it needed to be in the... Anytime you could have like eight other movies spun off one movie, had to be in there. I couldn't not. No. Like I spent a lot of time on this. I'm like, I, I got to go Sharknado. Yep. If you haven't seen it, you're you're just missing out. Or you don't have a sense of humor. No, I'm, I'm just down. missing out. Sorry. <laughs> so it's pretty easy for me. As much as I want to take San Andreas and The Rock... Got I'm not going to. So, so I'm taking take a skyscraper in the rock. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking Perfect Storm. All right. Solid movie. That is a nice one. Nice one. Feeling pretty good about my top five. Mm, well, good. Good. Number five, Brad. Oh shit! I'm gonna have to go with Contagion. Nice. There you go. Since we played it out for three fucking years. <laughs> That's a good point. 
All right. Honorable mentions. Uh, Shaun of the Dead and 28 Days Later. (sighs) Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Good pick. What else did you say there? World War Z. World War Z. Yeah, we didn't really have any zombie type of things that didn't make it in there. Contagion would be the closest to that. Um, Shaun of the Dead was a great movie. Yeah. If Armageddon. that wasn't the beginning of like COVID, Shaun of the Dead, yeah. let's go to the bar, have a pint, <laughs> wait for this whole thing to blow over. Yeah. Everything will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Armageddon, and I said, Volcano. Yeah. To go with your Dante's Peak. It yeah. came on at the same time. And then I also have um, San Andreas, which I mentioned. So that's kind of all mine. Interesting. And I guess I got to say the Towering Inferno for my parents. Yeah. When I told them what the top five were, was, they're like, oh my God, this Towering Inferno. You got to watch that. Calm down. I like that your parents got excited over a top <laughs> oh, five of ours. They just started naming all, all these movies. Like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now we should have had your mom and dad on in here. They could have been together. They could have. Yeah. <laughs> like recording your dad talking into a mic, it would have been an experience in itself. Okay. <laughs> he would have right to his lips and he'd still be too twa- too quiet. Yeah. So Brad's dad does not. He's a man of few words. Yeah. That a boy. Yeah. Fewer than me. So. Yeah. Uh, so, Bobby, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, this weekend, we are preparing for our Rhode Island trip. So, nice. so this Sunday, we're going to head out. We're going to Rhode Island. We're looking at plane tickets. Realize that the four of us, so my wife and I, six-year-old and our five-month-old, would be about four grand to fly to Rhode Island. Like, let's drive. Not really realizing it, we're going to stop in Niagara Falls, and we're going to be there for my wife and I's 10-year anniversary wow. where we got married. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so so just kind of planning our yeah. our trip, we're, we'll be where we got married for our 10-year anniversary, and we'll have the girls there to... We'll kind of walk them down to check it out, and hopefully the fires Canada don't mess us up too bad. Wow, yeah, that that yeah, yeah. They didn't even think of that. <laughs> um, Brad, what are you doing this weekend? Um, I don't have anything planned right now. This was Father's the weekend Day on s- Sunday. Oh, yeah, man. you didn't know this, but this was supposed to be the weekend we hung out because Allison was supposed to go to Miss Michigan, but I don't know what happened there. She's not going now. No, so. No. It was going to be my bachelor weekend. I was going to go see The Flash. All right. Friday night, I was going to go to the movies and then come home, have pizza with my dog, and feed him my pizza crust. <laughs> Get up, go to work Saturday, go to the gym afterwards, and then just come home. Not, and then we were going to maybe hang out. I have no idea what's going on now. All right. But I do know I am going to go see that damn movie. All right. <laughs> I am so excited for it. There's a lot of good movies coming out. So yeah, and it's so great to have that movie theater in town. So pumped for it. So got the flash this week and then two weeks it's Indiana Jones. And then Mission Impossible after that. We went out with movies for a long time, holy smokes. Yeah. yeah. We we would drive because yeah. we're stupid like that. Yep. Yeah. Or dedicated. Well, I'd, it was movies we needed to see. So. Yeah, you had to see them in the theater. Yeah. So I'd have I mean, to drive to Lansing for work like at least once a month, if not more, and I I would always stop at the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> Just of course. Yeah. <laughs> one did, that I just like had to see. Did you get to see Top Gun Maverick in the theater? Oh yeah, yes. Uh, Jurassic Park when that Good one job. came out. Back, Good job. Like yeah, yeah. It's all about Top Gun. <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a big deal. I feel bad for the people that didn't. Oh, I know. Watch it yeah. in the theater. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still a great movie without it. Oh yeah. But it's so much better in the theater. Wow. Especially in IMAX. Yeah. 
I'll definitely take take this one. They did such a remarkable job in the theater. Like, we're, yeah. we're spoiled. Yeah. To have that in Alpina. Yeah, Jeff told a story on the pod. Maybe it was on the pod. Maybe it was during the break. But um, he had to sign contracts for to get the movies. Yeah. You know, with the production companies or whatever. And they didn't believe that he did what he said he did. Yeah. They were like, there's no oh, way you, you, there's no way someone did that to Alpina. Like, Alpina. We, we knew what Alpina is. There's no way that actually exists. He had like, send him pictures and like, That's epic. <laughs> like, to show that it actually really happened. Yep. So, yeah, we yeah. got a special thing going on up here. Lucky. More ways than just a the theater. Yeah, more ways. <laughs> but it, well, I'll take it though. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't really have anything going on either. I, I know I have to work. And then now I'm doing soccer photos this week, which has come out of nowhere. Oh, fun. So what I had this week of not a lot going on now has become a really stressful week. <laughs> I was supposed to do photos and come straight here, but it was raining. So I was like, I don't, I did that last year, took the photos in the rain and each kid looked miserable. Yeah. And I was like, can we not? <laughs> the problem is it's the last week again, just like it was the last time. They called me at last minute. Hey, do you want to, I'm like, yeah, sure. I think they've learned their lesson. I know. But part of the problem is what we talked about. Their board of directors are a whole bunch of busy guys. Yeah. And that's just how it is in so many of these things. So, Well, Bobby, I cannot even tell you how much I appreciate you come, making the time to come on. I appreciate the invite. Um, it's been a great episode. So. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, if anyone again wants to get a hold of you to uh, – Maybe Grant or just learn more about what's yeah, the easiest if, way. If definitely, if you if you've got a food pantry or a backpack program, a nonprofit that focuses on ending hunger in Michigan, that is our Michigan, our mission: ending hunger in Michigan. So reach out to me at uh, my office on Ripley Street, or uh, go to www.endhungerinmichigan.org. You can apply for grants there. Reach out to me directly. I'll help you apply for that grant. That's how the food pantries in Alpena have reached out to me in the past, whether it's uh, church or um, the the truck that comes up every month. Right. Yeah. So whatever it is, reach out to me. That's how you get a hold of me, and we want to help. So the more people that reach out, the better chance we have, because sometimes we, we only get five people that say we need help. Yeah. If more people reach out, if your grant doesn't get submitted or doesn't get approved this cycle, it'll get automatically pushed over to the next. So we we need to hear where we're needed. Yeah, um, I know you do a decent job of promoting stuff on your Facebook page. So mm -hmm. what what if somebody wanted to follow along on that? What would what's the name of that page? Uh, just Robert Berger Agency, my Facebook page, or uh, Agent Charitable Fund. Okay, so yeah, yeah, and then that's Farm Bureau, right? Farm Bureau. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, he, Farm Bureau Insurance, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. You do a great job of on your personal business Facebook page of just talking about when things are going on. So yeah. I know that that's a good follow. So. Yeah. You can just reach out and call me too if you if you need some help. A lot of people aren't real computer savvy. I yeah. mean, they're they're running their missions and they're feeding people the best they can. So just call me. Yeah. Awesome. What's the number? Uh, 989 340 2500. Mm, nice. Call me there, and then I'll, I'll actually fill the app out for you. Wow. God yeah. dang. That's service. And we'll work, <laughs> we go. work with, like I say, with, with 
purchase IGA or Walmart or, or local yeah. stores or the food bank council. So that's one more thing I'll touch on really quick is we've got a food access network that uh, Courtney Holmes is working with at NEMSCA. So Brad Summers is part of it, myself. All of the people around Alpena and the surrounding counties, so we've all kind of coordinated and got together of where can we help, who yeah. needs help. So through that network, we're really getting out on what pantries need to be filled up. Where are the kids hurting the most? Courtney is awesome. Help. She's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Well, and she, she organized yeah, it. She coordinated when we did our food truck for uh, the Institute's team. Yep. And the, yep. You know, it was a, it was a very, you know, those moments when you, you're, you're I mean, yeah, I know you've done it. Mm -hmm. So if you worked a food truck, no. Okay. Um, you're unloading all that food. Yeah. And you're like, man, there's no way. Like, there's a ton of food here. And then it that, all goes out. That line of cars. It all goes out. Yeah. I mean, it wraps around and everything. Mm -hmm. And you and then it, it, it's just a really sobering moment of it is what's going on in our community. And, mm -hmm. you know, people that you know that are like, I need three because I'm, I'm my, my three neighbors need it or whatever, you know, yep. just people are always helping each other out through that whole thing. So and people that don't need it that show up that still deliver it because yeah. they know the people that do need it. Exactly. Don't have a vehicle to even show yeah. up. We've, we've filled people that show up on their bicycles with like a, with those little kid buggies. Yeah. And they're like, we throw the food in the back of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it is sobering. Yeah. It really is. And it, it, it does make you feel good and it should yeah. to be able to help. So, all right. I do not, as of this moment, have somebody for next week. I have contacted the one person. Right. We'll see. I'm sure we'll. And then, then, then the weekend after that, that last week in June, we're hopefully gonna have the people from Friends together on. Right. And then the weekend then after that will be our last episode with the Sunset Project for the season. We'll wrap it up. Great project. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, I kind of have the one person I want to maybe to come on this next week. So hopefully. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you once again, sir. Thank you. We'll just talk to you guys in the next one. Great. See you. Thanks, guys. Like, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a